0: What's going on out there? It's the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode 31! Yeah,
1: what you know about going out? Head west, red legs, CDs, all up in the headrest. So try and lift it up, rock you in your truck. Beats on, lift it up. You can nigga get what? Jig, with it cut. shit, click, spit it out. Holes rock, get your nut, I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get a slam room out of hit Everything from Can't Summer's not over yet! I'm the reason they made the dress. Ah, figure out what and why when I'm in my fresh clothes. Dresses, I suppose, from my neck to my toes. Next, full of gold, for guests, my roles, retros, collect those extra oats. By the heat, get a key to the Lex the whole East West every state. Come on, bury the hate. Millions, the only thing we in the heavy to make. Whether friend the ex friend, then the Lex or let's begin. Bring this BS to a hand.
2: Come on.
0: What a song! Oh man, I already know we're gonna have a good show off of that shit. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 31 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. Back like Jordan, wearing the faux five. Uh, My name is Denzel. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares. Who supports? Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and all the support I receive on there. Thank you to all the essential workers out there busting their ass. And thank you to all the people out here continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. Always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, 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 very important. And we're going to have a great show, man. I feel real good. I feel good, man. We're going to talk about all the shit from last week in a minute. But, man, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling great. 2020, 2020 is difficult, man. It's just been a very difficult year. But, you know, when I woke up this morning and I looked out the window and You know, I was able I was just thinking about how I'm just able to do a pod, do something that I'm really passionate about. I couldn't help but say, man, I feel so good. You know, going through all this turmoil, all this, all these things that keep on happening, um, you know, seems day after day after day. But I just feel so good. And that's why I chose that song. So um, we're going to have a great, great, great show today, man. Let's go.
1: I am in a very, very, very good mood.
0: So if you didn't know, that was Feel So Good, today's intro by Mace off of the album Harlem World. And again, just like I said previously, you know, there's a lot of shit going on, man. There's a lot of negative things. There's a lot of disheartening things, saddening things. But at least for me, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I woke up this morning. I'm so happy to be alive, happy to be able to, to pod. I'm happy that I have great fans and family, you know, so even with all this bullshit that goes on and will continue to go on, you know, because that's just the world, you know, it's full of fucked up shit. But, you know, it's just the fact that I can pod and, you know, people support me and people love me and care for me and all that shit, man. It just it just makes me feel so good. And that is why I chose that song for today. So if you're not if you're not familiar, Mace is great. Super, super uh elite lyricist um you know people who are familiar with his story know where he's from harlem and everything and then he stopped rapping to become a preacher and then he tried to come back into rap like it's a whole thing and then he had problems with diddy it's a whole mace has is a very very interesting figure in hip-hop very very interesting so you know if you guys don't know you can start with that album harlem world and You know, if you're interested, you could try to look up any of his other things. You know, I love to share music with you guys. Um, But shout out to Mace, man. Shout out to Mace. Whether it's him rapping or him preaching or whatever, him dissing Cameron. (laughs) I support Mace. I love Mace and I support him. So I was just I'm happy that I was able to show him a little bit of love for today's intro. So now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite 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 segment of the podcast it is called bronx facts for those of you guys who do not know or maybe it's your first time listening to the show bronx facts is the segment i like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the bronx new york that people may not know that people may have never heard before just to try and show how many great things how many great ideas and how many great people come from the bronx new york so your Bronx Fact for today is Bronx Connect is a faith and community-based program that offers alternatives to detention and incarceration and also provides violence prevention work. Bronx Connect utilizes asset-based mentoring to connect high-risk youth and young adults with positive community resources to prevent recidivism and address youth-initiated goals in education and employment. That is your Bronx Fact for episode number 31.
1: Yes! yes! Damn, son, where'd you find this?
0: So uh, before we even get started for this week's show, let's talk about last week for a minute. So last week, it was episode 30, and I released it early. I released it on a Friday. No, I released it on a Saturday. I don't even remember when I released. I recorded it on Friday and I either released it on that Friday that I recorded or the next day, Saturday. And, you know, in it, I was talking about, you know, um, just the, the police killings and the latest victim being Jacob Blake, the young man from Wisconsin who was shot seven times in the back, which led me down the trail of, you know, all the shit that we are basically screaming um, that for lack of a, you know, whatever, white people aren't getting, right, and in the midst of it, you know, I got very emotional, and I cried, right, so after that shit released, you know, I got a lot of feedback from it, um, people, and it was, I guarantee you, 100% positive, like, people were like, yo, damn, you really let it out there, like, you really, like, bared your soul, I respected you for that, I respect your words, I respected that you you know, you really give a fuck, and that you're not just saying this shit, I could tell you're not saying this shit just for the cloud, or just for, you know, people to, you know, feel like, whatever, you know, I guess people really saw my genuine, you know, um, feelings when I was, you know, just speaking about it, um, so, you know, a lot of people gave me positive feedback, almost every person that gave me feedback from that episode was just extremely positive, like, you know, and, You know, it wasn't my intention, to be 100% honest. I was really passionate about it. That's why I wanted to record early. I'm actually glad I did record early um, because right after I finished, I think I took a nap and then I took a long nap and then I woke up and I got the news of Chadwick Boseman's passing. So I think like if I had waited another thing, it would have been a complete mess. I tried my best to stay composed. I lost my composure at one point. But I, you know, for the majority of it, I was able to, you know, remain composed. Um, but, yeah, man, people, you know, just reached out to me saying, yo, I really appreciated your sentiments. I really appreciated your words. And I appreciated that from hearing that from them because I was kind of anxious about it. I was like, damn, I don't want you know, I don't I don't really want to put that out there kind of like this. You know, it's really emotional. And I try my best to be as meticulous as possible. Yeah. Um, and that was kind of just like, nah, bro. This is on my heart type pod. Um, but people did have fun with me, and I appreciated the the levity. So, um, in in a few messages, people were, had new names for me. Um, <laughs> one of the names they came up with me for with me, uh, they came up for me. Let me uh, rephrase. One person called me Weeping Beauty. I thought that was great. (laughs) Another person called me the Bronx baller, like bawling as in crying. (laughs) Another person called me Captain Cry. (laughs) Captain Cry, like Captain Crunch. Um, And one person called me Cried and True. But again, I, I I promise you, like all of the shit, all of the feedback, people made jokes at the end, but they all led with love. They all told me that like, they really respected, you know, my perspective and that I would fucking bear my soul like that on the fucking podcast. So I appreciated all of that. I appreciate the constant love and the support. So, you know, but shit like that, I just, you know, using that to say, like, you know, you, certain, you see that type of shit so often that it kind of like unconsciously desensitizes you to it, right? So, you know, at least let's just say starting with Trayvon Martin. I believe that was 2012. Was it? Yeah, I believe it was 2012. Like, just say starting with there, right? From 2012 to 2020, that eight-year span, we have seen, we have witnessed, um, you know, numerous black people being murdered by the police or by white citizens who felt empowered to do so and you know if you see it so many times it desensitizes you it desensitizes you it desensitizes you it's like but that shit is never gonna be not sensitive to me like I'm always gonna react very emotional toward that because black people being killed is not it's not primetime television like you know what I'm saying and it's unfortunate that somehow some way we have to take out our phones and record those things because we know the nature of you know we know the nature of these police officers like they will put on their police report suspect had a weapon sus my life was in imminent danger i had to use except deadly force like and if there's no video proof is your word against mine and unfortunately these black people if they're killed they don't have a word um but yeah man it's just you know, my heart really breaks when I see shit like that, and I'm really never going to be desensitized to it, so that podcast was kind of just like the culmination of that, like, fam, like, this shit is real, and as much as you guys want to, you know, think everything is sunshine and rainbows, this shit ain't, especially for people who look like me, so, you know, it's just, it was just really from the heart, man, and um, again, I appreciate all the positive words and all the kind words that I received, and also the jokes, because, you know, we got to, lighten up the mood. I really liked Weepin' Beauty. <laughs> Weeping Beauty. I thought that was great. <laughs> I might fuck, I might fuck around, name the episode of that Weepin' Beauty. <laughs> that shit was great, man. But uh moving on from that, last week's show, you know, we got all the shit, man, that's going on and this this 2020 man. Two thousand twenty is rough. This shit is rough, man. Um, I would just want to play you a clip that i found on twitter i'm gonna give this person at credit this i found this uh this person named at x hakeem iman on twitter posted this video of a woman um screaming to another woman about you know how difficult that she's making life for her and um on his caption he put the caption 2020 what the fuck and then he the video was playing over that so i want to share that with y'all because i thought that shit was amazing and it really encapsulates 2020 in a nutshell so shout out to ex-hakim iman for this um i definitely have to put this on the pod this is basically 2020 in a nutshell
1: we was healing you can't keep telling me stuff a little bit you wait through months then you tell me something else and you wait two weeks and you tell me something else you're torturing me man you're torturing me why are you putting me through all of this break my heart once you're gonna break my heart every month come on man you take taking all the strength that i got inside of me just give it all to me knock me all out at once i got a knockout punch every week that's too much for anybody erica it's too much erica
0: facts like that is straight facts <laughs> every week every week is something else with this godforsaken year of 2020 man but Again, I, I said it before and I'll say it again. I think the survivors of 2020 are gonna be like super, super prepared like to face all these upcoming new adversities and new problems and new trials and tribulations. Cause this year has like tested the will and the resolve and the determination and the uh stick itiveness and the Every other adjective related of people, you know, the virus, the massive layoffs, the unemployment, the uncertainty, the protests, the killings, the unrest, the election season. Like, it's such a fucking tornado of shit that the people who survive this, I believe, are just going to be more equipped to handle the trials and the tribulations of life so you know that's the positive that i could spend from it you always try to have some kind of positive thing um to take from any negative situation at least that's what i try to do um you know just so you can have more of a positive outlook on um things so uh you know we gonna fucking make it man like jada kiss and styles be said we gonna make it we gonna make it so you know I just want to always, I want to reaffirm that, like, you put that out in the atmosphere. We go through all this shit, black people, we've been suffering for a long time. But we are so fucking strong that we gonna fucking make it. Like, we are gonna pull through, and we gonna make it. So, you know, that's just my sentiment that I want to express. We gonna make it. So, as I mentioned previously, last week, um, when I finished recording... Um, It was maybe later at night Chadwick Boseman had passed away Um, And Chadwick Boseman is a tremendous actor Who was uh, in movies like 42 Where he played Jackie Robinson He was in um, Get On Up He played James Brown, of course, Black Panther He was Thurgood Marshall in a movie He was in uh, uh, the Spike Lee movie called The Five Bloods He was a, a squad captain, an army squad captain um 21 bridges i believe he was in he was a cop uh a detective i should say and um it was revealed on august the 29th i believe that he had passed away um due to a a battle with colon cancer um the last official tweet from his account i'm gonna read it it says with it is with unmeasurable grief that we confirmed the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick was diagnosed with stage three colon cancer in 2016 and battled with it these last four years as it progressed to stage four. A true fighter, Chadwick persevered through it all and brought you many of the films that you have come to love so much, from Marshall to The Five Bloods, August Wilson's May Rainey's Black Bottom, and several more were all filmed during and between countless surgeries and chemotherapy. It was the honor of his career to bring King T'Challa to life in Black Panther. He died in his home with his wife and family by his side. The family thanks you for your love and for your prayers and asks that you continue to respect their privacy during this difficult time. Chadwick Boseman was 43 years old at his time of passing. And Man, it was such a it was such a a punch to the gut. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I really believe in the power of symbols and messages. Right. And I believe in, um, you know, the uh, impact of. The inspiring people through your work, Um, you know, I believe that I believe in that fully because I've been inspired. I've been inspired by seeing other people's work. Like I love sports. I was I'm super inspired still by Stephen A. Smith. I was super inspired by Stuart Scott, rest in peace. Or I'm super inspired by Jamel Hill, or you know, or Beaumont Beaumont Jones. People like that. Um, so I believe in the power of symbols and and messages, and for young Black people to see a man who portrayed all of these impactful characters, I think that is a great message. Meaning, this man was James Brown, he was Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and then he was the fucking king of Wakanda, King T'Challa. Like, you know, you grow up, Superman is white. Batman is white. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Spider-Man is white. Iron Man is white. The Incredible Hulk is white but for young black kids to see this you know black man this figure who is the king who possesses all of these worldly talents and abilities has honor you know it's just it's beautiful and I'm happy that kids got to see that before his passing you know it was the honor of his life to do that to bring that film to us and to lead the life of of honor and um and respectfulness, and you know, he was just a well-rounded person, and a person who I got more respect for learning that he was going through all of these things, never said a word, never said a word, never complained, people talk about him, they say he had such a presence, an aura, and that he wanted he didn't want no one's sympathy. He didn't want anyone to treat him differently. He just wanted to be Chadwick. He wanted to to, live his dream and act. He wanted to provide great messages for people, for young kids, for young people, for black people. And, um, you know, I think he, he, of course, his death is a tragedy. But I think that he accomplished the goals that he set out for himself. And I think that that. Can give me some closure in it because he fought the good fucking fight you know what i'm saying and he was able he he was able to bring these figures to life for the people for the generation that maybe never even knew anything like that i'm sure there's a whole bunch of kids out there who didn't know who jackie robinson was right i know jackie robinson because my i I used to watch baseball my granddad he used to you know tell me about that stuff but you know, I'm certain there's a whole bunch of kids out there who probably didn't know who Thurgood Marshall was. He was able to watch a movie or don't know who James Brown is and his impact on music. You know what I'm saying? And He was just able to bring these characters to life. And, um, you know, it's just a it was it's just a it was just a pleasure to be able to experience that um, while he was living and while and the hard work and the perseverance and all that shit he did in his time on this planet. And, um, you know, I just want to come on here and say rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman, You are gone, but you're not forgotten. You're a true leader, um, a true role model. And, um, man, it's it, it a pl- it was a pleasure. It was an absolute pleasure to see you grow and evolve and stay true to yourself and never give up a piece of yourself or never settle for less. You knew your worth and you had a goal and you set out and you accomplished it. You accomplished it. You made a you made young people, black people believe that even if we know it's fiction, you made us believe that superheroes existed and superheroes can look like us. And I think that shit is beautiful. I think it's beautiful. So rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. Prayers, love, condolences go out to your family first, your loved ones, your friends, people who knew you, who came to know you, who came to love you, the fans, his co-stars, people involved with him closely, his management, whomever. Prayers, love and condolences to all of you guys. Man, what a what a loss. But I believe legends never die legends never die chadwick boseman is gonna live on um because we're going to keep his messages alive we're gonna keep his his um we're gonna keep his memory alive because of what he was able to do in this short short time that he had on this planet and um he is gone but he has not forgotten what I wanna do is I wanna play you an excerpt from him. Um, this was uh, this was on, he did a speech at Howard University. I just wanna play you a small excerpt um, from him and basically it just gives you him in a nutshell. So um, this is uh, Chadwick Bozeman at Howard University.
1: When God has something for you, it doesn't matter who stands against it. God will move someone that's holding you back away from a door. And put someone there who will open it for you. If it's meant for you, I don't know what your future is, but if you are willing to take the harder way, the more complicated one, the one with more failures at first than successes, the one that has ultimately proven to have more meaning, more victory, more glory then you will not regret it this is your time
0: <laughs> man um that was howard university i want to play another short clip from him um from uh this is from the shop the shop is a show on hbo by started with by lebron james where he and um his business partners sit down with like athletes and actors and business people and um, just other people in the entertainment or, uh, public figure type people. And they basically just share their experiences and they give you a little bit about them. And, uh, so I just want to play you a little something from there. Um, cause this, sh- when I seen this shit, like I was like almost in my weeping beauty bag again. So, um, this is Chadwick Boseman on, um, the shop. On HBO,
1: I had agents that you know they would give me things that you know are more stereotypical, you know roles that I should take, and I'd be like, and they would I, tell I, you that you have to a, you have to go in for this because this this direct it's this director or it's this actor, and I was like, but I want to work with that actor, but I don't want to play that role. Got it. Right. I want to meet him when I'm doing something better than that. You know what I'm saying? And I would even say um, because I said no at certain times. It made me available for the things that got me to where yeah. I am. So for me, it's always been like, first, who are you? Who 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 am I first? I have to know who I am first to know how to navigate this thing. Because if I if if I'm navigating and I'm becoming something, if I become something that I'm not supposed to become, then I'm in the wrong place, whether I'm made into other people's eyes or not.
0: Man. That shit, when I seen that shit, I was like, yo, like, this guy, it's like, with uh, like wisdom, you can, you could get pieces of wisdom from anybody. The person could be younger than you. The person could be older than you. It doesn't matter. Like you could get tidbits of wisdom from, from anyone. Like, you know, you could have a kid come up to you and tell you something and it could touch you in a different kind of way. So, man, um. All I can say is, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. You fought the good fight. You are gone, but you are not forgotten. Thank you for your service on this planet. Thank you for the roles that you played. Thank you for providing the messages and the symbols to the youth like me. Where, you know, you stood on your you stood on your ground. You had so much integrity, and um, you lived your life with full of purpose and i hope that before you left this planet that you achieved a lot of the things that you set out to do because a person like you um just shows just shows you the power of of uh of will of the bigger picture and um of how you can impact the world and how you will be remembered for Generations to come You know It just shows you that Like one person with The With the drive and the the Desire to To put Certain types of messages out there And to show different things In terms of like You heard him say it Like I'm not going to take these roles Even if um, there's a quote unquote certain actor or director in it because I know who I want to be. And, um, you know, something like that is just like, I'll take, I hold that. I'm gonna hold on to that. That's one of the things that I'm a hold on to, like, because, you know, in this, in this entertainment space, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that, you know, going to come, you know, a lot of people are going to tell you take these things or do this or do that. And, You just gotta stay true man You gotta stay true You gotta stay true So I'm definitely gonna Definitely hold on to that To that jewel That he dropped there And um, I appreciate the sentiments That he expressed So Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman Gone but not forgotten True hero In my eyes True hero More than What's portrayed on a um, On a movie screen He was more than that So when I have a moment of silence for Chadwick Bozeman? he is gone but not forgotten. Chadwick Bozeman, 43 years old. Thank you. And moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Neighborhood n e i g h b o r h o o d Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood r o d g e r s Neighborhood n g h b r h d No vowels in neighborhood on Twitter. So I wanna uh you know I ask you guys weekly for questions, comments, concerns, feedback. You guys make me feel like uh I don't know like. I don't know. You guys make me feel special, man, because you guys listen and you support and you send in questions. And I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it so much. I appreciate it so much. So I want to answer some of the questions that I've received here. The first one says, what is a fashion trend that you would never co-op? So I'm going to blow your mind here real quick. Um, I, I don't think it's that mind blowing, but. It's something that I just don't do, and this is an everyday fashion thing. Denzel does not wear jeans. Bruh. That is right. I do not wear jeans. I do not wear jeans at all. I think they're the most uncomfortable bottom that you could wear. They are so uncomfortable. I've tried every cut of jeans. I tried the slim straight, the slim regular, the skinny, the uh, relaxed fit, the um, the athletic fit boot cut. Like I've tried every single pair of jeans there is to try raw denim, regular denim, all this other type of shit. Jeans are the most uncomfortable clothing that you could wear. In my opinion, I do not wear jeans at all. And I will never wear jeans again. I stopped wearing jeans in, what was it, 2000? I want to say 2016 was my last year that I stopped wearing jeans. So I've been off jeans. (laughs) I've been a clean and sober from jeans for four years now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but the most uncomfortable garment that you could wear, in my opinion. They are so uncomfortable. They're so uncomfortable. So I do not like jeans. I do not like jeans. And I will never wear jeans again, like again. Um, (laughs) um, Sometimes even like when you go into the stores, you buy the jeans, right? Either they fit great on the waist and through the thigh and on the calf and the ankle. They look like flare bell bottoms or they fit great on the calf and the knee. But on the top, they're either too big or too tight. Like they suck they suck. They suck. Jeans suck. So that is a fashion trend that I'm not on. Like I wear regular chino pants. I wear jogger pants. I wear sweatpants and I wear shorts. That's it. I no jeans for me. No jeans. So that is uh, the answer to that question. The next and the last one says, what is an unexpected thing that you're experiencing now with this podcast? That you, that did not occur to you at the start. Um, I think. I mean, well, let me see. Let me, well, let me, let me show you in the in this story I'm gonna tell you. So, maybe like two weeks ago. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Maybe two and a half to, or three weeks ago. I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone with my grandmom, Right? Are we talking? We just shooting the breeze. How you doing? Blah blah blah. Whatever. And she's telling me because she listens to the show. She's like, Yeah, I'd be listening. So she's just talking to me about the show. And she said at one point, yeah, you know, sometimes I just got to cover my ears, man. Sometimes I got to cover my ears and I didn't get it. So I'm in my mind. I'm like, well, cover your ears. Like if you're covering your ears, how are you going to hear what I'm saying? So I asked her, I said, well, what do you mean you cover your ears? You like you covering your ears. I don't understand. And she says. Yeah, Denzel, man, cuz the way you be cussing on that show, man, it be blowing my mind. I was like, oh, shit, word, like, (laughs) word, my grandma don't fucking hear me curse, (laughs) like, you know what I'm saying, like, at least I don't know how you guys was raised, but in my household, you don't, you never cuss around elders, like, you know, if it comes out, whatever, but it definitely not the intent, so my grandma in theory has probably never heard me cuss. So then she cuts on an episode of the podcast and I'm out here wilding, cussing every other word, like, and then she's probably hearing that like, yo, what the hell? Like this is not my grandson. <laughs> and I and like it really did not occur to me until she said that to me over the phone. I'm like, oh word, like you probably never even heard me cuss before like oh shit like damn so um i'm sorry about that grandma but um i'm just letting you know like i love you but i'm gonna keep cussing because you know that's how i talk like when i'm when i'm around you in person no i won't be doing that but when you tune into this podcast (laughs) hey bro i'm letting it fly so i'm i'm saying sorry in advance grandma and i love you so that's definitely something that I definitely didn't expect to hear. Like when I episode one of the podcast came out, like, oh, shit, word. My grandma will listen to this and she'll hear me cussing. <laughs> That's just something that I couldn't even have imagined to think of. So um, that is the answer. And thank you again, guys, for the questions. I really, really, truly appreciate them. I appreciate that you guys listen. I appreciate that you guys support. I appreciate that you guys give feedback. I appreciate that you guys send questions. And um, man, I appreciate that you're along with me on this journey. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. And I look forward to answering more and more and more and more of you guys' questions. So thank you. Next on the docket, I want to talk to you guys about three instances of caucasity. Um, caucasity is a term that I got from my guys, Jesus and Mero, Bronx legends. And it basically just means the audacity of the Caucasian people, caucasity. So, um, I have three stories. I hope I have enough time to get through all of them, um, that I want to talk to you guys about, um, (laughs) and just detailing caucasity in its purest form. So, uh, let's just get into it, man. I, 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 when I seen these three stories in a row, like back to back to back, I was like, "Yo, I definitely have to put this shit on the podcast, like, cause this shit is crazy." So, um, this is the Caucasian Chronicles: three stories <laughs> about the audacity of these Caucasian people. Let's get into this.
1: But you... hey, here we go.
0: So the first one is from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. If you guys don't know, was the former um, White House press secretary. And basically what that means is that is the person who comes out and addresses the media uh, on a daily or sometimes biweekly or three times a week basis, basically given the position of the White House when it comes to certain issues. That is the person who will be speaking the most on the White House's behalf when the president is unavailable to do so. So Sarah Huckabee Sanders um, wrote a book called Speaking for Myself. And in the book, she, you know, details some of her encounters that she's had with Trump and some of his associates, also with encounters of other world leaders. So in this one, in this passage that I want to read to you, this is about um, an encounter that she had with Kim Jong-un during the Singapore summit in June of 2018. So according to Sanders, while Trump and Kim Jong-un discussed sports, Um, She looked up at one point and she noticed the Supreme Leader of North Korea was staring at her. She says, we made direct eye contact and Kim nodded and appeared to wink at me. Sanders claims in the book. I was stunned. I quickly looked down and continued taking notes. Later, Sanders adds she brought this peculiar moment up to Trump and then chief of staff John Kelly who then allegedly howled with laughter about it. Kim Jong-un hit on you, Trump said, according to Sanders. He did. He fucking hit on you. From there, Sanders says she told Trump and Kelly that she that's not what she meant to imply. But the comments continued. Well, Sarah, that settles it. Trump said next, according to Sanders account on the incident. You're going to North Korea and taking this one for the team. Uh, your husband will miss you but you'll be a hero to this country holy shit like first of all i want to say i don't like donald trump i'm not a fan of him i don't support him i don't support anything he does i don't support anything he says but that shit is fucking funny (laughs) first of all if you guys have ever seen kim jong-un that that alone is hilarious. Just the way that Kim Jong-un looks like he looks hilarious. Second, could you imagine Sarah being Sarah Sanders just writing in a book, looking up and Kim Jong-un weaking at you? And then you go to your boss, the president, and he's like, yo, bro, hey, you got to take one for the team." <laughs> Holy shit holy shit like that's fucking hilarious to me to me like could you imagine like you're at work you're at your office job or whatever and you guys go out and you know some ugly dude from accounting is winking at you and then your boss comes up and says yo hey i think you gotta take one for the team." man yo trump fucking shit up man trump is fucking shit up he is fucking shit up so that's the first story of Caucasus that i want to bring to you the second one is uh it's more of just a funny a funny video i thought this shit was really fucking funny so there's a guy who comes to a uh, city hall meeting and um he's dressed you know in a shirt and tie and he's got, you know, he wearing glasses and he comes up and he's like, hey, man, you know, I just have to really express myself on a very, very important issue. Um, and I'm not going to take up much of your time. I just really want to express myself. Now, normally when those types of videos come out, it's usually about someone who's campaigning for social justice or, you know, is really against a new law that's coming out, something to that end. So when I'm watching this video, I'm thinking it's going to be that like a guy. You may maybe be talking about, you know, environmental protection or animal protection or, you know, something about police brutality, something like that. I thought it was going to be a serious tone to the video. But then when it played and I watched it, I was just sitting in my room crying, laughing because this shit is really funny. I'm not going to give it away for you in the intro. I just want you to hear this. Shout out to this guy, man. Whoever this guy is, I don't know his name. Shout out to this guy, because this shit is pure, pure, pure comedy.
3: First, and then Jane, and then you, okay? I promise I won't take up too much of your time here. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning, and treating things as, as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose oh my that we as a city remove the <laughs> name... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Uh, yeah. Now you getting mad. <laughs> I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our arts. Oh my God. These are our reasons why. Number one, Nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. <laughs> number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless.
1: Oh my God.
3: I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three... We need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken, and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo-style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you.
0: Holy shit, man. I swear, that is caucasity. That is caucasity. I'm tell you why. This guy goes into a, a meeting, a city council meeting or wherever he's from and instead of bringing a social justice issues bringing up shit about taxes shit about like important things like that the city should really be considering this motherfucker wrote a whole speech about boneless chicken wings Now, he had facts and figures, of course, but then he said, we need to raise our children better. My nigga, you talk about chicken and motherfuckers is dying out here, bro. Like, there's a whole fucking virus out here that can't have me stand uh, within six feet of somebody else. And you talking about boneless chicken wings. That is the epitome of caucasity. (laughs) That is the epitome of caucasity and white privilege that the only problems that you got in this world is that chicken is being misnamed and it's really grinding your gears. Like, but I will say that shit was fucking hilarious. That shit was fucking hilarious. And through all this bullshit turmoil, you got to find something that provides some kind of levity. And let me tell you, when I seen that shit, I was crying laughing because that shit is really funny. So shout out to that brother, man. Shout out to him. That shit was great.
2: <laughs>
0: and the last caucasity story that I have to bring to your attention. Cause this is the epitome of caucasity. The epitome of caucasity is about Jessica Krug. Get
2: the fuck out of here, nigga.
0: For those people out there who don't know about Jessica Krug, let me uh, let me just give you let me just read you this article this is the headline this is from the guardian the it says jessica krug colon university cancels classes by white academic who posed as black you heard me right jessica krug university cancels classes by white academic who posed as black Rachel Dolezal got fucking disciples out here, my G. Let me just read this shit to you. George Washington University has canceled the classes set to be taught by Jessica Krug, a professor who claimed to be black when, in fact, she was a white Jewish woman from suburban Kansas City. In a statement released Friday night, the university provost, Brian Blake and Dean Paul Wallback wrote, quote, Dr. Krug will not be teaching her classes this semester. We are working on developing a number of options for students in those classes, which will be communicated to to the affected students as soon as possible. Krug triggered headlines around the globe last week after she posted a blog on Medium that claimed that she was, in fact, white, despite having lived most of her adult adult life under various assumed identities within a blackness that I had no right to claim. First, North American blackness, then U.S. rooted blackness, then Caribbean rooted Bronx blackness. Why you got to bring the Bronx into this? The Bronx, ain't got nothing to do with your Kansas City white ass. Anyway. Krug blamed unaddressed mental health demons dating back to childhood and said that she frequently frequently thought of confessing the deception. But my cowardice was always more powerful than my ethics. Krug's biography on the George Washington University website lists imperialism and colonialism in African American history among her areas of expertise. Her writings center heavily on issues of African culture and diaspora. The post caused immediate furor on social media, with black academics, writers, and activists recalling their interactions with Krug. Harry Zayad, the editor of the online publication Race Bader, which had published Krug's writings wrote on Twitter that Krug had confirmed the details of the blog post to him in a phone call on Thursday morning. He described Krug as someone I called a friend up until this morning where she gave me a call admitting to everything written here. Ziad wrote that Krug claimed to be Afro-Caribbean from the Bronx. He said that she he had defended Krug in the past against suspicious colleagues in retrospect he recalls clues to the deception including her clearly inexpert salsa dancing and awful new york accent <laughs> pubs krug's public persona comes across in a video testimony to a new york city council hearing on gentrification from june referring to herself as jess la bumbalaria Krug refers to, quote, my African, my black and brown siblings in the anti-gentrification movement and criticizes, quote, all these white New Yorkers who did not yield their time to black and brown indigenous New Yorkers. So. This is the uh, utmost caucasity, because. The audacity of this. Caucasian woman from Kansas City Missouri claiming to be black and hispanic under the name Jess La Bombarella is a white bread chick from Kansas City like the things that y'all do is way beyond comprehension and reason how are you a white woman and you are going around for years pretending to be black and teaching classes on blackness. It's like that episode of the boondocks where it's the white African-American studies professor. And he's just trying so cool. He's just trying so hard to get in Huey's good graces that you just see like he, he's, a, he, he's a good person. He's trying something, but he's just it coming off wrong. Jessica Krug is 100% full of shit. Like you thought Rachel Dolezal was bad. You thought Rachel Dolezal was bad. Let me tell you something. Jessica Krug is worse. Okay. <laughs> Defending her. Oh my God. Look, man, everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. That's a fact. That's a fact though. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga. This chick claims she wanted to be she wanted to be black so bad that she fabricated her whole fucking life. Like, what type of shit is that? And this sucks because only white people could do that. Like, I can't walk around and be like, yo, I'm white. My name is Dennis. Like. It's not even like passable. Like, if you see me and I tell you, yo, I'm white. Like, that shit is, like, it's ridiculous. You know what, actually, I've just thought about? In the Donald Glover show Atlanta on FX, there's a character that he introduces named Harrison. And Harrison is a black guy. He kind of looks just like me. And he's got a blonde wig on, and he's saying that he's white. I encourage anybody to go find that clip on YouTube. That shit is great. But, fam, Jessica Krug, you out of your fucking mind, right, my G. Like I don't even like I don't even it was funny like I don't even have the words to say like I can't even put it to words how stupid this shit is that a white woman from Kansas City has lived most of her adult life pretending to be black and for a large part got away with it like that's fucking nuts to me that's nuts to me and it's just called Cassidy, man it's called Cassidy. these white people out here are nuts bro they're nuts they're nuts they're nutcases and not that's not to say like oh i dislike white people no i don't but white people are fucking nuts like (laughs) like you you can go up to a a a black brother in the street and be like yo bro you want to pretend to be another race for your whole life you can be like nigga if you don't get the fuck out of my face like i don't got bills and shit to pay you niggas worried about all this other bullshit That is Carl Cassidy, man. So actually what I'm going to do is I'm giving Jessica Krug a round of applause because this is the best instance of Carl Cassidy that I have seen in the entire in the entire fucked up year. That is 2020. So round of applause for Jessica Krug, who I'm deeming miss Carl Cassidy 2020 round of applause for her and her extraordinary, extraordinary accomplishment. uh what's next uh i don't have any commentary on the vmas um i love kiki palmer that's about it and um the vmas is not for me man it's like not for me like <laughs> the vmas is for 17 year old white kids who go to the mall and you know hang out with their friends and shit like that like i don't know it's just not for me like i tried to watch the shit. to be honest lady gaga won every award and i was like lady gaga had music out like i didn't even know that like nobody at the weekend won shit for r&b for blind and lights and i heard blind and lights which is a very good song but it's a pop song why is he winning it for r&b it's just like the most cookie cutter shit designed for white white kids that you know comes out, so I don't really have any commentary about it. Congrats for whoever wins, and shout out to Kiki Palmer because I love her. But that's about it. Like I don't have any commentary about the VMAs. Uh, what else do I got? Basketball. The Bucks is out of here. Um, <laughs> which is funny because the Bucks might get swept, and Giannis Antetokounmpo might win Defensive Player of the Year and MVP, and they're about to get swept out of the second round of the playoffs by Jimmy B- Butler and the Miami Heat. Uh, what else do we got? that's important. Um, uh, oh, I want to say rest in peace to, um, Clifford Robinson as well. Former NBA player from the Portland trailblazers. I want to say rest in peace to Luke Olson, former coach of the Arizona Wildcats college basketball team. And, um, what else do I got here? Uh, yeah, nothing really. Nothing really that important. Yeah, I think that's about it. Alrighty, Well, and that, guys, will wrap it up. This is this is uh, episode number 31 of the Bronx Bias podcast It's in the books. Um, I want to say thank you again to everyone who tunes in, who likes, who subscribes, who shares and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on social media. I truly appreciate all the love and support that I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers. Thank you to and uh, thank you to everyone who reached out to me after last week to provide positive words and um, just positive sentiments for that episode I had. And um, thank you to all the people out here who used their voices to affect change in a positive way. Um, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, gone but not forgotten. Rest in peace to all the victims of systemic racism and police brutality. Arrest the the men who murdered Brianna Taylor and we going to fucking make it like Jada Kiss and Styles P said, man. We going to fucking make it. Um I'm going to fade you guys out with a great song. I wanted to play a song from the Black Panther album um just as a bit of a tribute and I'm in my R&B wave, so I'm going to play you a song called I am by Georgia Smith, who's a very talented R&B singer, um, off of the Black Panther album. Hope you guys enjoy it. And this has been the Bronx Bias Podcast, episode number 31. Be safe out there. Have a great week and a great weekend. We are out.
2: depend on me, sometimes we ain't meant to be free. Open up this letter you ain't trying to read. You've been blind to the subject, but not blind to me. And I know that this margin ain't too small for me. Not too real, not too much. I need more, not enough. And I know that we have the check. Shame. When you know what you got I ain't that hard Feel like depending on me Sometimes we ain't meant to be free When you know I what you got I ain't that hard Feel like depending on me Sometimes we ain't meant to be free if who I am, offend you, don't feel sorry, don't feel, don't feel sorry, don't feel, don't feel sorry. My loss is worth more than you I'm satisfied if it starts over again. That, that is everything, that is everything, that is everything, that is everything, that is everything. I can't believe that my brain don't stop. I do. Stop. I not know what you